you are now listening to Hint of Lemon. Hey, welcome to Hint of Lemon. So today's guest is a very powerful couple, I like to think. To give a little backstory, I've been pestering these two for the last couple months, just trying to be on here. It's a little playful, but I honestly think that there's so much insight that they have that we'll be able to get a lot of lessons that they've learned, but also just a lot of insights about what they've been through. One thing to know about them is that they've been shy of five years being married together. They've known each other since they were high school sweethearts. And again, not to overhype, but this is one of the most anticipated for me because, again, it's just a special place in my heart. Ultimately, it's just the evolution of their relationship, but yet I'm just curious what their stories are and lessons. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce you guys to Marnell, my sister, and Mark, my brother-in-law, aka Eminem, aka Captain Marvel, and Captain <laughs> America. Welcome. <laughs> you guys still nervous? My yeah, God. What the so fuck? nervous. Thank what, you. What an intro. Oh my, how do you follow that? <laughs> to be clear, I'm Captain America. This is Captain Marvel. I'm Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah. So where that comes from is funny story. We actually took a personality test. So if you guys have taken 16 personalities, we all did it just spur of the moment when we were watching. I think it was like a on-demand special of personality tests and mark got captain marvel and my sister got captain america which yep. is just kind of ironic <laughs> but it kind of was fitting because if you know these two personally they're just kind of that again i don't mean to overhype but they're just one of those couples that the fact that they've been together for so long they kind of get that status of top american heroes in a way <laughs> <laughs> yeah how are you guys feeling about this whole thing yeah, if you have any reservations, I'm actually curious, like, what were your pre-assumptions before recording here? I don't like hearing my own voice, so I'm nervous what this is going to sound like, but pretty excited. It sounds cool. It's like I'm on a radio show. I was just nervous the whole time because I was just supporting you through listening and just wanted to be a listener and didn't actually want to be on it. But you being consistent about asking both of us, and I think it would be a good opportunity for us to just kind of talk about where we've been, what we've learned. I think that's the best part about it, too, because... Again, I've known you guys for basically all my life and Mark even early on when I was a kid, basically. But I was able to see you guys just evolve as individuals, but most importantly, like as a couple, which is not a lot of people are fortunate to even say that. I think we can agree that a lot of our friends and family just kind of see your relationship from a distance and just kind of assume a lot of things are good. But, you know, not that everything wasn't good. I'm sure you guys have a lot of stories of your evolution of growing as individuals, but most importantly as a couple, which I think is just a nice way to highlight in this. Again, there's so many topics that we can touch base on. In a way, think of this kind of like just a trailer to get to know you guys. But I also think it's really fun to see where you are now because you've been together for like fucking 20 <laughs> plus years. But that doesn't mean that you guys haven't put in the work either. So I think that's something just I want to make clear right away because people will probably click on this and think like, whoa, this is going to be everything that I expected. I think it's going to be a lot of that you didn't expect. And I mean that with all respect. Again, thanks for being on here. I appreciate you guys actually taking the time. I feel honored. Happy to be here. <laughs> like we, we definitely put a time schedule on this. So it's <laughs> it hasn't been like some of my episodes where it's kind of spur of the moment. But I think Again, this will be a special one. So how are you guys doing overall, just how this pandemic is treating you guys? Because again, how I've always been t saying, this pandemic has shown light on a lot of things that we don't want to face. Feel free to answer this just in general, not even as a couple. Like, how are you guys dealing with everything? I think the past year has been like hard on me emotionally just because I'm a social person. Yeah. So not being able to get together in person has been really hard. Especially with a lot of my close friends, we get together pretty casually without any planning things. But personally, I think it's been a lot of time to just reflect and be with yourself, even though we are in this house together. I feel like finding my own place to kind of do my own thing was just the garage now. It's my gym. But it's like being creative and finding a way to be separate, but together, right? I think that's, that's also something that we'll probably talk about is that we pride ourselves is that we are two individuals, but in a couple. And I think that was a good way to reevaluate how to do it. Cause before I would do it by going out with my friends yeah. and 
that was taken away. So how do I do that and stay in the house and not go crazy with each other <laughs> in such a small space? I think that's the reality too. I mean, this isn't just for couples, but just people living in the same household. You just kind of need a change of face sometimes. For sure. But it's also funny because you guys have been working. Yeah. You guys are healthcare workers too. So it's like your day yeah. hasn't really changed as much, but also it's like you can't go out in public as much as you wanted compared to before. Yeah, we're, we're fortunate to go to work. I still get my little bit of socialness at work. So yeah, I've been working this whole time. So honestly, it's kind of been my normal life to say like quarantine. Yeah, I can't go out as much. We can't go out for dinner as much, especially in this last year. But I just kind of encompass myself with work and hanging out with my family like as much as I can and safely and a lot of time just spent with Kingston or two year old puppy. (laughs) So you mentioned that your day to day hasn't really changed. I mean, I'm sure you can kind of agree to some extent, Mark. Totally. The fact that you're always going into the hospital and whatnot, how does that kind of change once you are home? You kind of hit on this, Mark, but I'm curious, like, as a as a couple now, like, how have you guys kind of changed your dynamics? Because, again, you kind of get sick of each other, especially because you're forced to be at home specifically. You know, you guys go out, you know, safely once in a while. But how does that dynamic change in the midst of this pandemic? I think we've we've always had that or at least in the past few years, have that challenge of separating work and home, especially Uh since we work together at the hospital. We don't necessarily work all the same hours and next to each other all the time. I mean, we'll have breaks and whatnot together, but we, I think we try to not talk about work at home. So that way we like leave work at work and we don't bring it home. But with quarantine happening, I feel like that, like that bled a little bit into coming home because like that's, you go directly from work to home. Yeah. So there isn't that I process whatever somewhere else and then I can go home and totally be rid of it. So I think it's been a challenge a little bit sometimes. Like there'll be times where I want to rant out about work and Marnell just got off a shift. She doesn't want to talk about anything about work because she just got off. And normally pre-pandemic, we would treat her like dinners or lunches out as our time to like, okay, what have you been doing outside of work or whatever mm-hmm. and talk to and catch up with each other? Because we haven't had that. I think that was a little bit of a challenge during at first during quarantine. But now we have this new thing where at work we get takeout on Tuesdays and we like have takeout Tuesdays and that's our like kind of our dinner thing that we have replaced that with. Mm. I think it's still a work in progress. I wouldn't say it's perfect. I think we still have hard time setting a boundary between work and personal life. Yeah. I think we're better about it. I think sometimes though it is a little refreshing because I am so isolated from people that, you know, I really just have Mark as like my person. And yeah. so knowing that he has been working as well during this whole thing like it's nice to get things off my chest and like yeah like what I agree with what he said like we keep work at work and you know our home life is separate but it is nice to have that one person to kind of rant and actually gets it yeah people are working from home and we haven't done that this entire time like I don't know that life of just home is your workplace and your personal like we can go out and you know we drive to work and it's a mental break from being at home and like watching Netflix, but then in the same place, you're working and taking phone calls. Like that's just not our life. Right. I think it's a, it's a little different, but you know, I'm okay with how it's been. It's an adjustment, but like I said, we're able to kind of go out and separate the two. I think the best part is that you guys are able to kind of make that conscious effort to you know, clearly you guys could have easily just been doing the same thing and then just realize you're kind of getting on each other's nerves. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think it's cool that you kind of make that compromise and be like, for example, like every Tuesday you make that conscious effort to eat together. And it's like you have those set times, I guess is what I'm saying, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, we've made agreements for this, but when it's me time, it's just me time. And mm-hmm. I think that's cool. Again, I'm able to see you guys like personally too. So like when it's Mark's gaming time, like you know better not to just <laughs> annoy him or whatever. Or, or if it's like workout that. time, I know when he's like in his gym and I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm not going to go down there. Sometimes I'll join, but usually that's his time to do something. And right. Yeah. Again, that really kind of speaks to like what your relationship is from what I see. Mm-hmm. You know enough about each other. Again, there's no pressure that just because they've known each other for this long, like they don't know everything or like there's new things like they're evolving as people too. So keep that in mind as well. So I'm actually curious, when did you guys first meet? I mean, it's a long time ago and this might be a little nostalgic, but (laughs) I like doing this because like both of your answers might be a little different. In 2003? Probably, yeah. Maybe maybe a little earlier than that. We started dating in 2004. Roughly, yeah. I mean, it comes down to like the grades. Yeah, 17 years ago. 
our grade school and just like your cousin in like the same church area. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know how that was. It's just played basketball. <laughs> <laughs> kind of happened. Family parties. You know how Filipino family parties are. Yeah. We just yeah, saw pretty each much other. like yeah. Pat had a family party and we were invited because we went to the same church and you were there and you were like the cousin that I never met before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is kind of think I think we live in a small area, so I think yeah. we had maybe seen or heard of each other, but we never really like mutual friends, mutual family. I think it was like someone's family party, and then we were there, and that, the whole basketball thing. You were the like the only kid that was roughly I thought was my age because mm. everyone else was younger. So I was like, okay, might as well talk to him. I'm like, hey, like, yeah. do you know so and so? And we're just like playing basketball. And then that just started like a friendship, I guess. Like yeah. we didn't actually like date each other right away or anything. It was just like, oh hey, since you're my age and our parents are hanging out, like let's hang <laughs> out together and be friends. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was an important part of my life because I was I think I just had finished eighth grade and I was about to go to high school. So I think I was also trying to figure out like what I know you next year when I go to school. So I I also trying to think of figure out like, am I going to see you next year? Yeah. Fall or whatever. Because it was in the summer, I think. Yeah. And we never actually went to the same school either. So that's right. Yeah. I went to Catholic school my whole life and you went to public school. Yeah. It was two homecomings every year for sure. (laughs) All right. Well, I'll give my piece because this is clearly different from. Oh, yeah. Oh, Um, yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) So I remember we were at a family party. It wasn't Patrick's house, but it was another person that we knew. Yeah. Yeah. And I just remember Mark like approached my sister and was like, hey, do you know so-and-so? And I was like, I don't, what is this? This is weird. Cause I was like, I was early <laughs> fucking preteen. And I'm like, someone's talking to my sister. That's weird. <laughs> I didn't bat an eye about it. But, and then the next thing you know, like I just start seeing Mark, like hanging out with my sister. And it was also weird too, because I was hanging out with Mark and through Patrick, his cousin, who's around my age. So in a way it's like, why is my sister's tagging along? That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> kind of from there, it just, Again, there's so many other fun stories that we've had with like Mark's family as well. So in a way, it's like I had already had this older brother since then. Lo and behold, like you guys get married and I'm like, this is not new. Sorry. (laughs) You know, it it is one of those special things that like, I guess I've kind of taken it for granted in a way. Like Mark's always been like that big brother role to me. So it is just kind of normal to me. So it's, it's weird to reflect on it back now, but that's what comes to mind. So what are some memorable, I guess, or funny moments that you've had like with each other? Let's kind of dig back to like earlier dating years of like teenage years. Cause I know you guys mentioned always going to homecoming and these guys had the fucking infamous <laughs> matching outfits. Oh my God. <laughs> and that's like the baggy 2000 era. Oh man. This is Mark and my sister wearing like the most vivid colors <laughs> and jordan jerseys whatever it was very obvious that we were matching (laughs) yeah like they were the if instagram was on back then they would definitely be in your your feed regarding their it was on myspace if anyone wants to dig that up oh yeah i don't know if it's myspace is for music now which is funny so yeah what are your earliest memories or fun moments or whatever of each other I don't know. That's tough. I feel like we have not to so not many. to say that they were forgotten. Yeah. They're just like so many. Yeah, I, I guess what comes to mind, at least again, this isn't like the best memories that you've had with each other, but even like themes of hanging out with each other. Like you mentioned that it started off as like you, me and Pat hanging out yeah. and your sister would tag along. But then I remember like we would always do things. Maybe this is before dating, but like it was things like, oh, I wonder if like Marnell's going to be there, like creating opportunities to see <laughs> yeah, each other yeah. more. Through other people, right? Yeah. And like, I think that was pretty funny how to navigate that and do that. Because it's like, as a guy and as a young guy, you don't know how to really do those things back then. We we're also just trying to navigate how to be friends, right? Like the opposite sex friends. And then by the time I knew it, like my best friend was a girl. That was interesting because I think truthfully, Marnell was like the first real close girl that I had in my life yeah. personally. I mean, I've always had friends, but never like deep down emotionally best friends with somebody. Yeah, I think early on, it was just easy to talk to you, I think. And that's how it started. Like I said, we didn't like start dating right away. As soon as we met, it was just kind of this ease into a friendship of just like, hey, like, what's going on? And talking to you, I remember (laughs) when we had like our Nokia phones and like, like social media wasn't like that big of a thing back then. So it's really just talking on the phone was like a thing. I don't know, it's just easy to just hang out and like we would sing karaoke because we'd be at these family parties for hours like literally every weekend our families would get together and so it's like 
this was our crew to hang out with. And so we just got to know each other and just like, I don't know, it comes down to people's birthdays. And I had my like 16th birthday and you guys were there and all like the family trips to like Canada or Oregon where, you know, our families would just tag along and it just kind of became like a family thing almost that we just kind of like hung out with everybody and... But high school-wise, I think, like, yeah, all the dances, we can definitely, like, count, like, double dances, like, double homecoming or double proms and matching, embarrassing enough. Like, matching shoelaces. Like, matching matching from head to offset toe. Colors. <laughs> yeah. It was disgusting. I'm sorry. It's it's bad. There's a collage somewhere out <laughs> there, too. It was disgustingly pleasing. <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> I'm a hopeless romantic, so it was just kind of weird to see as a kid, but I was like, damn. That's that that's, couple. That's what we did. Yeah. And you no mentioned, shame, you no mentioned your si- sweet 16. I remember that because we weren't dating then. And I remember, I think it had been a while since I've seen, because like, honestly, we were pretty conservative Filipino families. Like we didn't hang out like on our own. Yeah. Like it would be at a family party or it'd be something that's happening. That's when we'd see each other. Mm-hmm. And on your sweet 16th birthday, I remember I was so excited to go to it. And we were actually dating then. I was just like, probably had a crush on you or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I remember like, I got to go. I was like, oh, okay. And then I remember you had this long line <laughs> Of people to come wish you happy birthday while you're blowing your cake. I think that's how it was. Or something yeah, like it that. Was. Like you it guys was a had big sixteen party. <laughs> you guys just had like had your some sort of dance performance and like I th- wasn't my sister in it. Yeah. Yeah. See, this is the weird because like yeah. my sister was part of it, but I wasn't like close with you enough to be in it yet. So it's kind of still in that stage. Mm-hmm. So I remember like, oh, my turn was up, and I think I had wished you happy birthday. And by this point, we talked on like phone not regularly, but enough. I think I referenced some small little joke in my greeting to you. Yeah. I don't remember what exactly what I it was. I don't remember either. But then I was like, ooh, okay. And I'm like, let's set that stick, kind of. And then that's it. I think I remember leaving after that. And I was like, okay, I wonder if that's going to grow into anything. Like yeah. Inception, but. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> this man's yeah. strategic. Oh, no, no. I was referencing your, your phone used to do this weird thing when it was like either low on battery or old. Popcorn. It was like popcorn. <laughs> and I think I said like popcorn. Like, so that like uh, it would reference that like, hey, I know we talk on the phone a lot. Like, <laughs> do you know that? Because it could be like, because we were just like friends. I was like, am am I just like one of the guys that talks to the phone? Like, is there other guys? He stood out, y'all. I tried to make myself stand out. (laughs) I do remember that popcorn. Long hours on the phone when your battery would like go out. You got to call back after nine when you have more minutes. (laughs) That was real. Yeah. Shout out to Singular, by the way. Oh, my God. (laughs) Let's just kind of jump into it. So one of the main reasons why I invited you to a little bit of my intro kind of capture that. So when it comes down to it, again, with confidence, I just believe that you guys both have been envied, which is, it's debatable, but again, one thing to keep in mind is that, you know, I've seen firsthand how your guys' relationship is, good and bad, whatever. But a lot of people, what I've noticed is that they kind of just brush you guys aside and just kind of say, oh, they've been together for so-and-so years, and they just kind of assume everything's good, everything is handed to you guys, which is not true. In a way, I'm kind of hoping that you guys touch base on that. And then other people may have the reason that because you guys have a dynamic where both of you are able to be viewed as, you know, individual people, aside from being married, which nowadays I think is really hard because I've noticed through some people that once they're in a relationship or a marriage, they just kind of lose a sense of themselves. And maybe this is because you guys have been together for so long that you kind of jump back and forth between focusing on yourself to being a couple, but... I think it just speaks volumes how now you effortlessly, I view, are able to be a couple at times, but also just shine as individuals. So I think that's the best part of what I want to try to highlight and have you guys talk on behalf of. I think the caveat of this is that behind every great relationship are always numerous trials and just a conscious effort, I think, that you guys have created to become where you are now. And I'm actually curious, like, what are your initial thoughts of being able to be an individual then versus now? Like, how have you evolved and transformed throughout the years as an individual? And then we can kind of go into how you've evolved as a couple. Do you want to go first? Go for it. (laughs) We've been together for a really long time, but people don't know. There's a ton of breakups in there, right? And like... At least four. Some some major (laughs) ones that people know about and some ones that are just like, okay, for a week, I'm not going to talk to you. Like, whatever. Those are the small, young ones, right? But I feel like as an individual the real one for me didn't really happen well i think there's i think you can kind of couple one was like the reality of going from high school to college that's a really big transition for a lot of people maybe for me it wasn't so big because 
And I went from like high school and then just commuting to college. It wasn't as big as other people's transitions. But I think my other major one was career, like finally finishing college and being in the working world Mm. and finding myself lost as a young man adult. Like, who am I going to be in this world and what am I going to do? Because as a person that's been dating someone for so long, you know, you're you have your better half and that's your two. And I think I started questioning myself. I was like, well, who am I as an individual? Mm. Like, did I pick? going to this college because we were dating when we went to college. Like, did I go, Mm -hmm. did I pick this college because I was dating this person? Did I pick a job that will keep me close? Did I like not venture out far enough because of that? So then that's what happened, you know, a couple of years post-college and my first real job working Mm -hmm. in the hospital. I just want to know, like that's so valid because I feel like with a big life transition like that, to be honest, I would think a lot of things go on the back burner. So it sounds like you just had to face the reality at that point. Yeah, definitely. It was it was hard because I feel like, yeah, your the major transitions in your life are either like relationships, school or work, yes. career change, or like actually physically moving. And I just had gotten my first job out of college and I wasn't going to move anywhere financially. I was not ready for that. So then like the only thing that changed was my relationship. So like that's when our first like real breakup happened. And I think that's mm-hmm. that was our first trial. Like I was like, okay, it's one of those things where like you're saying like it's not you, it's me. Like it really is though because I, I need to figure some stuff out on my own and do some growth and long story short here I am but I'm still growing every day of course yeah yeah I mean high school like I agree it goes it comes in phases where like high school you have like that young love and just you know you don't have problems it's just really about going to school not having to worry about the adult life yet and mushy gushy (laughs) that it's kind of like toxic love at that point (laughs) It's like disgusting. You can't be apart. (laughs) Yeah, you can't be apart. Like our parents obviously probably were like, okay, you guys need to just stop talking to me. Actually, there were times like that where we needed to. We got many, like, funny story. We got many cell phone bills that were like way past the minutes because we would spend so much time on the phone that we got in trouble for it. We even got trouble for like always sitting next to each other. And they're like, you don't have to sit next to each other all the time. (laughs) But like, we just wanted to all the time. So just like that phase of like high school and then like in terms of going to college, like I wanted to go to like a local college and everything. So it was I had no intention of going out of state or anything like that. Like my career goal was to become a nurse. And so that was here. And I never actually like wanted to leave or anything. And, you know, I really valued our relationship. So I'm the type that you know, I will make it work as much as I can. Like, this is my best friend. Like, I don't want to lose him. And so I think that's kind of what kept us going for so many years is that, you know, I really catered to this relationship. I really valued him as my best friend, as, you know, a partner in life. And so I kind of just saw him through like all the steps. But I think the transition from high school to adult life and like figuring out your career, like that's a very pivotal moment in anyone's yeah. life. Yeah. And when you say like, you know, if you've been dating someone for so long, it, I don't know, you kind of think like, did I hinder him from like meeting other people? Or you can't just say like, I casually dated other people. It's like, oh no, I've been with him since high school. And people are like, what? That's like five years. That's so long, yeah. you know, at that time. And so it was a different boat that we were in and it was always kind of a struggle to try and navigate that because there weren't many people in our circle that knew how it was to be in a relationship since high school. I think it's also how things are today, just how the fast dating scene is. And that's just the new generation, which is yeah. um, call it what you want. But I'm actually curious, like this is kind of easing to the next question. I don't mean to cut you off, no, no. but... I'm actually curious, like, how that kind of stems from what we've seen growing up, you know, Philippine-American household, um, just what we've seen, you know, they've been been married for however long, but they have the mentality of, like, once you find something stable, per se, you just kind of stick with it sometimes. So, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Like, I think I come from a traditional, you know, Filipino family background. Parents have been together for over 30 years now, Mm -hmm. and I grew up in like a stable happy household and so I think for me like I I didn't like want to like date people or whatever like that wasn't me like I I knew what I wanted and that's what I went for and um you know seeing my mom and dad be together for so long and that was like my example of like this is goal in life is to finish school get a good job and get married and subconscious sometimes too yeah so that's kind of like where 
my mind was. And so I kind of, I'm a planner, so I kind of plan my life out. And I'm like, if I put the effort into this, then it's going to work out for the good. Right. Yeah. How about for you, Mark? How is your, I guess, not, not only your parents, I don't want to put that pressure on it, but I guess just relationships in general that you've seen growing up play a role in how you went about yours. My take on that is different, actually, even from like coming from the Filipino culture, I think it's not that I have like a chip on my shoulder against it, but I feel like I've seen a lot of historically Filipino families that stick it out, even though they literally don't love each other anymore and just are making it work. So I think that like affected me young. I was like, oh, I, I want to make sure I don't do that. Like just because you're together with forever doesn't mean it's, it has to be forever, right? Because I'm also like a romantic. I want to make sure I'm in it for the love, not just the stability and keeping the flame there. So like every time things would get rocky or it seems like it needed sparking, that's when I would start questioning things. And then whether or not it was me just personally or us as a couple, I think that's when I started questioning things, yeah. which is I feel like culturally when we grew up like we were told not to basically feel that like that's normal like you're supposed to go through that basically like you stay together for the kids and and in my mind i was like we don't have kids yet we were only dating like why not question that now because i think we were getting to the point where like i think once our families accepted they were together i feel like people thought like okay you need to be together forever no one ever actually said that no one ever actually put that pressure but i feel like subconsciously we were thinking that like all right well you know we're finishing school at some point we're gonna have to do that so i was like it's either the next step or i need to do something so that's when you start shaking things up and that's when it would get the trials yeah (laughs) that's when it got shook up yeah shook. (laughs) 2013 oh 2013 was a hard year do you want to talk about it you don't have to no we can't i I think it was a pivotal moment in our life Uh, it's so again we're kind of talking on like how you evolve through there if you guys don't mind, if you want to dive in a little bit into that or however you want. When is it? It's April now, but we're past we're past May, but historically we both don't like Valentine's Day. How ironic. Because in that year, Valentine's Day was the day we decided to reevaluate our relationship and step away from it. Like cold breakup and just not together anymore. One, I don't like Valentine's Day because it makes you reevaluate your love for each other. Although it's supposed to be a holiday for celebrating love. But for us, it was like... Because we were together for so long and we already, we were like, when we first started doing, we were like doing the lovey-dovey shit like every day. Yeah. So like when Valentine's Day rolled around, like what more could you do, right? As a, as a guy just trying to court your girl and then anything like that. So I think that was a lot of pressure for me as a guy. Then Valentine's Day would roll around. I was like, well, you know, I, I do this thing all the time. What can I do to make this day even more special? Yeah. And then question the motivation behind it. So then it's like, well, if I'm not motivated, am I still in love? So that's what happened. So yeah, we broke up and then I think that was when I decided to also do something with my career. Like I had kind of opened my eyes to new opportunities, but basically it found me. And then I actually started working in the mental health field, which I think rocked me so much. Like I I was so naive to the world and I mean, mental health has been present in my life in many different kind of ways, but I didn't actually start realizing that what I had worries about were way different than in similarity with what other people are worrying about, but it's not talked about. So then I started really reevaluating myself and how I'm taking care of myself, which in my mind during that year, I was actually like embracing, like if I'm not standing on my own, I'm not standing at all. Right. So I took like really big pride on being single. And I mean, maybe it was fake it till you make it kind of thing, because next thing I knew I was like finding myself in another relationship. And, you know, like it was kind of one of those things where it's like, yeah, right. You weren't, you didn't break up to take care of yourself. You just wanted to date another girl. Yeah. So I feel like that's for a lot of people that don't know me that that's what might have came off as and credit on that. That's how it looked like. That's OK if you think that. But for me, it was really just to to work on myself. And that just happened to be a result of it. But I think I did a lot of growth in that year. Like my one, my job was hard and challenging. It challenged me personally to grow as like an adult and put my big boy pants on and take care of some things. But then it also like really made me think of what's important in life and it led me back to you. Um, I, I mean, there, there, there's a lot of details to that, really. Sure. I mean, long story short, yeah, believe yeah. it or not, I got a job at the same hospital. and We weren't even together. Yeah. I think it was like my first week of working. Like, she, we ran into each other at Starbucks. She was like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I work here. And she made a joke. She's like, are you following me? <laughs> Going back a little bit, when we first broke up, I wanted to kind of still, because I lost my best friend, right? So, like, we tried to establish this, like, well, I want to be friends. Can we still talk about things and keep up regularly and maybe me i had a hard time setting that boundary because i like wanted to talk regularly and like from right i was like well if you're gonna break up me you need to break up with me you can't just do this and also like one because i know i hurt her and didn't she didn't want to hear about my life but me i was trying to find the best of both worlds like i want to be on my own but i still have you as a support system so i really had to be no support system Mm. fast forward and yeah we had the same job and then she just was like wanted to hear about it and i guess you know in all that exploration and growing that i've done i was kind of a different person i don't know maybe you have a different take on it but 
and maybe i don't know maybe like it was just a year apart or work that had changed me but maybe it was like just the fact that i couldn't rely on you anymore as a as a friend and as a girlfriend to support me because i think that's one thing that we've had growing up in our relationship i'm the dreamer and i think you are the planner like you said so i think that had worked all up and going to there like you always grounded me you kept me you like pull me down which is like i think still testament to our how our relationship (laughs) works now but that was the part of my life where i didn't have that so i had to kind of find different ways to ground myself like because you still need to have those ways and i didn't have any so i mean at first i struggled and i stayed busy i'll recap this once you say your piece Ate. it it just sounds like you there's a better example but i i like to compare it to like this pandemic when there's no other options, it kind of exposes what your weaknesses are, I guess, per se. Yeah, totally. And it just kind of challenges you, I like to think, to grow as a person because it's like you realize what you have and what the situation is now. And I'm sure like you've had to cope with that in some way and really deal with it. And in this case, you had to deal with it by yourself or whatever outlets you did have, like with your friends or whatever. It sounded like it hit differently. Because, like, you didn't have your partner to back you up this time. No, totally. I think at the beginning, I did, you're right, like, I did have, like, outlets that were really superficial. Like, oh, I have a lot of times to go out with the guy friends, you know, I'm single, whatever. And then it would really hit home when, like, the guy friends are like, oh, I can't go out. Okay, now I'm alone. When everyone's gone, yeah, like, when you're alone. But then that, that really makes you feel like, okay, well, how do you, at some point you have to be alone. How do you cope with this, right? Like, I think I had hard times falling asleep, like... It was hard. Like, it's really weird being cut off, right? Like, we didn't even live together then. But knowing that I could just pick up the phone and call you, now I'm living in this life where, like, no, that's not a possibility. Yeah. I think that's where, like, I found a lot of growth and, like, finding ways to to be okay with myself. Because I think maybe I had self-esteem issues growing up and it, it wasn't noticeable until I was not with you, right? Yeah, that's real. So for me, 2013, going back to what you were saying, Valentine's Day. I literally waited all day for him to do something given, yeah, we've been together for, what, seven, eight years at that time. And it kind of refers back to kind of that seven-year itch where, you know, we've been together for so long. Everything just was so mundane. And it's like, here's another holiday. Here's another Christmas. Here's another whatever. And, you know, I'm not like a lovey-dovey person. Like, I don't really care about the flowers or the gifts or whatever. But it's still like, it still shows that you know, your partner like cares about you, even if it's just a little like note or a little something that just shows that that's their way of showing their love for you. And nothing happened that Valentine's Day. So I was just like, okay, we're really at like a crossroads right now. From my standpoint, it's like, I can't force this person to like love me if they don't. And I think at that point, like, it was a mutual breakup as much as I didn't want to because given I've invested so much time in this relationship and, you know, my goals in life was to get married and have kids and whatever, like that's the next step. And here we are and like my world is shook because <laughs> it's not on me. Like I'm ready for it, you know, like yeah. I'm ready to move on to the next step and he's not and I can't force that. And, you know, given that I know who he is and I, you know, I was just like, what do you need? And do we need a break? Okay, let's do it. And that's where the mutual part of it is. Because essentially it's like, yeah, it's about us, but you never want to force that in any relationship, Mm. right? If it's not working, can't fool yourself into thinking like, okay, I'm just going to pretend it's not there and let's just keep going and pretend everything's all good and that's just going to end horribly. So it was a mutual decision to break up then and we really did cut it off. Like this is not the one where we're like, oh, let's not talk for a week. It's like, let's break up. Like we are officially two different people. Like don't call me. I'm not going to talk to you. Like this is a real thing. This is an adult thing. At this point, we are in our adult lives and this is like an adult decision that we're making. For me, I was kind of forced into having to grow as a person and you know I've always been a very I've been confident in like making my decisions and like going to school and everything and doing things for myself but being alone was something completely new and like knowing that I had essentially lost my best friend at the time and I don't make you know friendships very easily it was tough like I really clung to like our family and like mom and dad and just like really focused on family and just being better for myself so it's like what's the next step and it took a while but I eventually decided to look for a home and so 
that was the year that I actually bought this townhome. Yeah. And so the good things did happen. Like I, you know, I'm an independent woman. Like I kept thinking to myself, like, I'm strong. I'm not going to let this relationship define me. Like I am more than, you know, I'm capable. I'm confident. Like I found like that self-empowerment, if you will, without having to rely on a relationship. I think that's kind of what happened. I was still stayed at my job. And then, yeah, seeing him there, I was like, wait, you're why are you infiltrating my workplace now, yeah. too? Like, that was <laughs> weird. I think at that point, though, it was fine. I was just like, oh, hey, that's cool. Like, I didn't think too much of it. But it was a weird scenario because for me, when we broke up, like, that was it. Like, I, I always say never say never because, you know, in my heart, I knew that only God could be the one to break us up. Yeah. I did everything in my power and I know it was only God that could break us up and it was if it were meant to be down the line it would be only God's work mm. to get us back together. You know, I just said never say never because I didn't want to eat my words in the future, but it was tough. Like I didn't think we would get back together. That wasn't something that I was like working towards every day. I was just like letting things go, learning how to let life happen rather than me trying to control it. Mm. Up to that point, I tried to control every it's a, circumstance. It's been a lesson that you've been meaning to learn, it sounds like. Yeah, I've always been that planner. And when things are out of my control, it's hard for me to cope with that because I know there's something else I can do. Yeah. But and that just happened to affect that lesson had to be learned through your relationship where kind of recapping is just like that one thing that you guys really relied on. I guess, unfortunately, sometimes you just kind of take that for granted sometimes because you just realize like, oh, shit, yeah, like when I'm real. having a bad day, like that simple gesture is like, who do I tell my mom? Right. That yeah, it's different. That don't hit the same. Yeah. But when you're also in it, too, because I remember being in the relationship and wanting that and not getting it. And I'm like, this isn't how it should be either. So I, I we've seen both sides of the the coin, yeah. Yeah, the coin, yeah, essentially. Yeah, well, mine, I, I wanted this independence so bad, but yeah. then as soon as I had it, I was like, I don't even know how to pick my own clothes right now. Like, <laughs> how do I like this? That, you know what I mean? And I think that just speaks to life, where it's like the one thing that you thought you wanted, like you just realized, man, I had what I needed for me yeah. or what was right for me. And then as a couple, I feel like I was super proud of you, like observing from a distance when you made those just big leaps and decisions, because I feel like as a couple, we made a lot of decisions. I mean, we were like a young couple, so we weren't making like huge life decisions, but every decision we made was like based off what was mutually good for the both of us or like even like something simple, you know, like, well, where do you want to eat? Like, oh, it's like, where do you want to eat? But like for once you had to make a decision by yourself. Like, so when you bought your home and you do all that stuff, like I was super proud of you. And it was like a hard <laughs> thing for me to bite my lip on like, man, now you make huge leaps. Like I like to think of myself, like our whole relationship is that I'm the spontaneous one and I like get us to do these things and you just like kind of either agree or disagree and you go with it. Yeah. That one was really huge. And I think another hard part for that for me was like, you actually invited me to your house for me. And I was like, all right, that's a nice gesture. But I remember this is your home and I have to leave after this. Like I don't yeah. get to stay and I'm not part of it. And like maybe that was like a awakening for myself. Like, oh man, like this is the life that I could have had, right? But then it's hard because I'd never want to embrace like the should have, could have, would have like lifestyle. It was more of like the I'm proud of you and this is where you're at. And like, OK, I got to keep doing what I'm doing to get where I want to be, too. Yeah. But then it also made me reevaluate like, am I where I'm where I'm at? Because I think people also saw me move on at that point in my life. And I was like, all right, people thought like, Mark's good. He's happy. Like, you shouldn't question anything. And it was, that was probably a test for it. Like, that was like my first real big test. Mm. Granted, like after that, like I still found my way back to you. But it, it still was like a time where. I had to go do things on my own for myself. So like I buried myself in work and I buried myself in like staying busy with meeting new people and friends. But then, yeah, I started questioning things again. Shook again, part three, you know. <laughs> it sounds like you guys kind of took it as an opportunity because part of it was kind of forced. But um, when you guys were broken up, it sounds like you took it as an opportunity to take on new challenges. And clearly in your own ways, like you, you were exposed again, like you're exposed of your weaknesses and um, I'm sure there's moments where you realize, like, again, the, the relationship was helping you in ways that you didn't know how to deal with as a, as a single person. I think, again, this is just interesting to me because you guys have been together for so long. And maybe that can also be a, you know, a reason, too, that it just seems like you kind of took a lot of things for granted. And that's not a bad thing. I think that's just a human thing. It's natural to do that. Right. And it just happens to be that. This is a pivotal growing moment in both of your lives at this point, because this is probably around what age? Like mid-20s, right? Yeah, mid to early 20s. Yeah, yeah. it's like 25. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Put things into perspective like this. I'm not big on just general things, but I know in your 20s, once school is gone, it gets real because you end up having to make life decisions. In this case, you guys were trying to get situated in your jobs as well as figure out like, is this a time to get a new house? Is it time to get married? Wait, we're not together, you know? And all these real questions come up. Moving into the next question, like, what was your mindset from then on? I mean, you can talk about how you guys got to dating again, whatever, just to rekindle that or revamp what you did have. I'm actually curious, like, what were the steps? And then how has that led eventually to today? It's hard because I feel like when we got back together, we we actually both straight up said that we don't want to just jump back in and pretend like like the past year didn't happen. Which I think is healthy, by the way. Yeah, I think that was like important. But then we also like, obviously, we know each other so well. And like, yes, a lot changed, but a lot doesn't change. So it feels comfortable. Yeah. The the mindset changed, right? I think we started dating casually again. Like you had a house and I think we were dating, but like I, I try to set a boundary. Like this is, we're just dating. We're not thinking about marriage right now. We're just, because I think that was what might've crossed my mind subconsciously. Like, okay, this is, if we're going to get back together, this is it, right? I'm sure you had your reasonings too, but. And then I think the first big thing that came up for me was one of my cousins was getting married and like we were dating. So you came with me to San Francisco. And then I remember, I think my family was a little surprised that we got back together. But then also I was in the wedding party and then I was like, man, this is, it was like a very happy day celebration, obviously. But then I was thinking to myself when I saw my cousin-in-law walk down there, I was like, do I envision that being Marnell? And I said, like, in my mind, I was like, yes, like, this is what I want. And then the power of marriage. Yeah, like it, it, you know, and like maybe it's just I'm in the moment too much or whatever. No, but like, I mean, it didn't it didn't even happen right after that. But in my mind, I was like, okay, like now my mindset's changing, right? Like maybe my mind wasn't there before. Maybe that young love that was consuming is a little different now. Now it's sure. more of like life partner. Like this is what I want. But then like it, it's another time to reevaluate. Like okay, how do we get there though? How do we keep continuing this? I mean, life situations happened, and <laughs> I need a place to live right away. So that we ended up having to live together which was like that was huge and that like maybe that's just like god's way of forcing us to like okay speed it up a little bit like you guys want to date but like you guys also like are here but that was a huge step for us because as dating we never lived together either so that was i think a big challenge and not just jumping right into that i don't know what was your experience on that i think just seeing you at like my housewarming or whatever and then we just you know at that point enough time had passed for us to just kind of be friends again and i think it just literally we went back to our roots of this is my friend, this is one of my really good friends who knows me for me and like, yes, it's comfortable and everything and yes, so many years had passed, but like he knew who I was and it was just really nice to have that back in my life. I'm very stubborn and so it was a huge decision for me to give him essentially another chance. For me, I wasn't sure about what would change in the future, right? Like we literally had done this and I didn't want it to be another 10 years of my life. Like those were natural fears that I had, like getting back together. Like maybe it's not going to be healthy. What if he hasn't changed? Like all these like what ifs that I really had to just sit and like think about and know that if I make a decision, it's one that I'm going to be living with despite what the world had to say because essentially I like our thing was we shook the world when we broke up and we're gonna shake the world again if we get back together like we heard so many things from other people like oh good for you like this is you know you're doing things on your own you don't need that in your life blah 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 like people were talking like left and right about what they thought you should be doing or what I should be doing and I've heard a fair share of that just from my own experience it's like I don't know what's going in fairness, like people see what they see and they take it as face value, which I kind of hate to be honest, because those questions usually came from people that like, I thought you're beyond that just to take things that you've heard and believe that gossip. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's very toxic too. Yeah. Just like hearing but, all these But I mean, things. I think one thing to keep in mind too is that like people will say their own piece, but at the end of the day, like that's just them dealing with their own shit. So, but it just sucks that that was a testament where you either took it and took in that unnecessarily pressure or you continue to be strong with whatever you were thinking or your beliefs and just go with what you thought was right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I think for us, we really had to just sit down and like, and I guess for me, I don't know if we actually had this discussion. We probably did. But just, you know, those fears of like, you know, this is real and we have to like prove it to 
our family because we had like <laughs> which sucks. Yeah, it was it was a very large not a battle because you know everyone has had been supportive of us and everything, but it was just like me and you against the world again. If we're going to do this, we're going to be a power couple. We're going to be strong through it all. We're going to prove to people that this is real. This is love. This is worth fighting for despite all the drama that has happened the past like 12 years or whatever. And so I think knowing that like the mindset changed of like this is for the long haul. This is for our benefit. This is what we want in life. And so... Yeah, I think that was kind of the shift. And I saw a shift in him, like personally, like, yeah, I had known him all his life. But during that year, I didn't know too much about him. Like I heard bits and pieces here and there, but his personal growth was something I couldn't give him. He had to go through that journey on his own and come to the decision on his own of what is it that he wants in life. And like I said, as much as I wanted to help him through it all, he had to do it by himself. Like that was a self-discovery yeah, just let, let life take its course yeah, like even it, it's even if it's not in both of your favors at that point. yeah and then same with me like i had to learn lessons on my own i didn't even know i had to learn like i mm. had to learn how to be confident i had to learn how to be on my own and provide for myself you yeah, know and yeah. i think putting those two power people back together as a couple made us even better together well i think what worked in our favor was that like there was a lot of noise when we got back together there was a lot of, not hate, but there was, you could hear the doubt in a lot of people like, oh, okay, good for you. Like, that's good. And like, obviously you guys aren't happy, but credit to them. They're like, well, we had to deal with it before. So we want to, we don't want to just jump back in and support you right away. But because there was that, it was like literally us against the world. So we, we were kind of like on a mission to prove everyone wrong. So it kind of like all of our energy went to like each other and it went inward and it wasn't towards being showy to everybody or anything like that but it was like all of our efforts and energy would just be towards one of another so then that like that bond really built stronger so right literally i think we had to break down our foundation to build up something stronger but yeah like i think the personal growth for both of us right like i think i had to become more appreciative of the little things when we're together and like see things from a bigger perspective and see how that affects it and then for you like i saw, saw you more as like a decisive and confident person cuz i feel like if it were like metaphorically in our relationship, I would like literally grab you and drag you along to go do things, right? But for, you had you would become that person to do that for us. Mm. The, the share with not that it's ever one or the other, but like you could be that person for us if I needed you to be, right? Like, of course, I like being the the lead and like the voice and the energy in our relationship. But if I want to take a day off now, I can confidently say like you can take over for us. So I think that's what we, our relationship didn't have when we were together younger. So I think that's where we had to grow, and I, I think we both were tested in that way. <laughs> Yeah, on our own and together. Yeah, I think we still today to complement each other a lot more. Like I knew his needs and he knew my needs, and we were mature enough to address them at the time. I mm. think when you're younger, you don't really talk about those things. It's like you don't need to talk about those things because I feel like basic needs are kind of met at that point. It's like, but it's different know. for a di like each person though. Sure, right? Like that. You can't read the other person's mind, right? No. Like that's a tough thing. And be yeah. able to have that communication and have like the conversation of like, this is what I like when you do this. It's like, it's so simple, right, but yeah. it, it goes a long way to be able to have that open dialogue and say, this is what I want to see from you. Yeah. And then the other person say, okay, well, I want to see this from you too. And let's work on it together. Yeah. Mm. I'm sure this is natural for a lot of people to break up, but it's funny because we would see a lot of things in each other that we were both doing like from a distance not with each other that we wanted each other to do when we weren't together right yeah. like so when i mentioned like little things on valentine's that she wished she had done like when i started dating someone i started this new sunday flowers thing and we're now all like to this day like <laughs> say like wow now you do it <laughs> and then for for me for her i would see her going out meeting new friends and hanging out with people that i never thought she would hang out with before and i wanted her to be social when we were together yeah and it was just like I, I'm sure we were doing it passive aggressively, but like in a good way to see that. And then obviously when we came back together, we had to honeymoon and we like, it was just us again. And then we reintroduced all those things. We brought those things back into it. Mm. I know like we would do those things together instead of individually. So I think that's important too. Like we learned them apart, but I think bringing them back into the relationship this time and so that our relationship's different going forward. So I think that's what worked. If I can push this a little bit, what are three things that you think help the relationship flourish? Because I'm clearly hearing communication. So it just sounds like better communication or more effective where, for example, you're able to put your egos aside this time around, maybe, I don't know, and just be like, I don't like it when you do this. And you know, I enjoy it when we do this together. So it's kind of knowing each other's intentions. 
aside from communication, I guess, what are other things that come to mind that you guys did differently this time around? I think I'm still working on it to this day, but I think asking for help early on, like being transparent about it, right? I think the reason we had to break up was because Marnell had no idea that I was struggling with myself trying to become someone versus like she could have helped me along the way if she would have known. And maybe I ultimately I wouldn't need to do that by myself. But I think to this day, like what we're working on still is doing that more often rather than letting it build up. So now like there'll be there'll be times where she'll have to like remind me like, is there anything going on? Like, and she'll she's good at calling me out and saying like, you haven't talked about this in a while. Is that something that's been bothering you or whatever? Like you've been acting different. Still have to read each other. We're still learning each other's, you know, different body languages and different habits. I mean, for the most part, we know when things are going on, like when all will know, like if I'm anxious or, you know, if I'm worried about something, I'll mask it by doing something else. So she'll do the same thing. And I don't know. What what are your takes, Marnell? I mean, overall, I think it's just like respecting the other person, right? Mm. Like Like respecting, what do you mean? I think just like overall wanting the best for the other person. Sure. And just through like showing your respect to them and just not wanting anything bad. Because you know, people be like, I love you or whatever. And they'll do something that like hurts them or whatever. Like that unconditional love, I think, is something that speaks beyond words right like your actions speak louder than words and you're able to show you know how you feel based off of what you do instead and so I think just showing that ultimate respect of like hey I respect you and I'm gonna do that by you know providing you with x y and z or whatever Mm. I think giving each other space to do that too right I think people do this like late in their lives too but like when you're when you see a problem you want to fix it right away and sometimes there's not always a solution and just knowing that like Hey, I'm here, but like also I know you need to figure this out and I'm yeah. and I'll be right here. And I think that's what we've recognized differently in our relationship today than we did before was that like if you don't have the answer it doesn't necessarily mean that it's something wrong with you, but it's just that they need to figure it out and how do I how do I help you? How do I be like a tool in this process of you figuring it out? So I think Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily come up with just like a solution for me. Like I just sometimes just want to say something like this sucks and I want you to sit with that suckiness of the world with me rather than tell me well you need to do this and you need to do that i'm like no i just need someone to know that this sucks and you know validate that it's okay for me to feel this way you know that that goes a long way yeah i also think just not taking the little things for granted just going back to you know the little mundane things it's like of the everyday life like those things are you should be cherished and Mm. if you think that like life is so precious and obviously with the pandemic going on it's like people are learning how precious it is and life is not guaranteed and just kind of falling back to that every day is a blessing and we shouldn't stress about all like the little things we should just be thankful for what we have and take it for what it is and yeah brian mcknight back to one (laughs) back to one yeah Hello. Sorry it ended so abruptly there. There will be a part two, though. It will be out in two weeks, I promise you. It got really juicy there. Lots of good stuff coming up. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at hint of underscore lemon and listen to us on all platforms. It's in the description below. Bye.